Provoke podcast is brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialists, Marketeers. Support for this podcast comes from Notified, the integrated, intelligent and easy-to-use PR software. Get a free demo today at Notified.com. Hello and welcome to the Provoke podcast. I am Diana Marzalek with Provoke Media. Um, I have a trio of guests today. I have Jen Risi, who is of the Sway Effect. That's her own firm she started a couple of years ago. Alyssa Garnick, who is with Aegean PR, correct? Also Correct. and Cheryl Overton of the uh, appropriately named Cheryl Overton Communications, obviously your own. Hello. <laughs> Hi. And we're all going to just chat about um, both um, all three of you sort of leaving big agency life and, and launching off on your own, but also the way that you've done it in terms of creating networks and um, working with each other to be sort of able to work on your own, but more than just of yourself. So welcome. Thanks. Thank you. So it's all been within the last, Jen, I know you're at two years, Alyssa and Charlton. Is it a year that you've been on your own? How long has everybody been off on their own and, and sort of what made you take that leap? Alyssa, okay. did you go first? Yeah, sure. okay, yeah, I guess we better, we better get our cues right. <laughs> um, I've been, uh, it's Alyssa, I've been on my own for just under a year now. And um, I was, you know, inspired to take the leap for a few reasons, you know, just like any other big change, there are multiple factors that go into it. So that was the case for me. Some of it was um, having reduced hours at an agency during the pandemic to save money, to save staff. Um, Some of it was thinking about how I wanted to build my career in the next chapter and to kind of write my own chapters. Um, And some of it was seeing an opportunity that I felt like if I could just be brave enough to take that little leap or big leap that maybe I could realize, maybe I could capitalize on a little bit. So it was all of those things coming together at once. Um, it, It wasn't one thing and it took a lot for me to jump because I was very afraid, um, I will say. Um, but then um, all of those things coming together was very uh, motivational for me. I, I share I share Alyssa's uh, experience. I've been doing, uh, I've been on my own now for, it's been about a year and a half. So not quite two years, but a little bit uh, longer than a year. And, and as Alyssa said, you know, some of it is lifestyle reasons. Some of it is philosophical reasons. Some of it was, you know, the, the world events converged with, you know, mindset to really say, you know what, if not now, when I had tried uh, to do this earlier in my career and it didn't stick. I I got seduced back and, you know, one of the clients I was working with hired me. So it didn't stick, but just everything felt, I think just sort of where the world was and is everything sort of felt that it was the right time to do it. And then lo and behold, um, we all went into the house, you know, we all sort of had to change the way we were working. And so it kind of worked out that I had unwittingly anticipated that and had built a have laptop will travel model and and that seemed to work well. And then from my side, um, you know, Sway is two years this month, July. Um, I wanted to leave because I wanted to create something a little different. I wanted to 
you know, create an organization where employees wanted to work and clients wanted to be. And, you know, it was a couple of years ago where, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion was extremely important. We needed to really push brands to do and think differently. And I wanted to create a company I was proud of. I mean, I was in the seat of managing communications for a very large agency. And I wanted to feel good about what I was saying every day. And I wanted to live and ex- live by example and, you know, really help drive change, drive our industry forward. And like, why not go out on my own? I had toyed with it for a couple of years. Um, but when I was named CCO, I was like, okay, well, I got to at least try this out. Um, Cause I had had the itch a couple of years earlier and it just, you know, everybody says everything happens for a reason. The way this whole thing unfolded, um, the sway effect, the partners I work with, the clients we have, it's just, I think it was meant to be. And I think we're doing some of the best work we've ever done. And it's really fun, most importantly. Which is great. Um, now we're talking about, you're talking about the, the sway effect and your partners. Um, Jen, you work as a network or have created a network pretty much by design, networking with other firms. Is that correct? Um, yeah. Yep. And Alyssa and Cheryl, I don't know if that was part of your you by design or if that was something unexpected when you went off on your own. So I'm curious about how you have started to partner with other agencies or other like-minded in, independents and how it has sort of fueled your business and how you all work together and make it work. Cheryl, sure. do you want to go first this time? Oh, sure. Okay. Well, well, Dan, <laughs> Cheryl, well, you're on. Right. Um, I would say that um, for for my for my business, I think it is uh, by design, but and very intentionally, sort of based on my lived experience in this business for over twenty years. So, my company, we do integrated marketing communications, and we specialize in multicultural marketing. We also do uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion strategy um, and communication. One of the things that became that was important to me always, but became very important, particularly in the last 18 months, is that um, some of our colleagues who themselves are diverse talent, um, it hasn't always been an industry where we found a consistent place to belong, a a consistent trajectory to lead. I think the industry has really tried to, to keep pace and catch up recently. But one of the things that I did is be very intentional about the types of partners and the types of individuals that I work with and that I will always um, be a place where diverse talent across the marketing services will find cool brands to work on, a sane uh, environment where they belong. They'll never ever have to sit across the desk from someone in here that they're not a cultural fit again. Um, it, it, that is absolutely devastating news to hear and there's nothing you can do about it. So here that works to your advantage. And so it's been very intentional that I am working with other independent people and organizations to really make sure that we're getting truly the best and diverse thinking. And that's not just about ethnicity, that is truly diverse um, thinking. And being uh, someone who is familiar with Jen over the years and and I like what she also shares that same mission and vision. We go about it in different ways and have different subject matter expertise, but we share core values where that's concerned. And so that becomes a logical extension to the network that I'm building. So um, to me, it's very intentional, but because I just sort of, I had an experience and I saw a need that others shared the experience like, wow, if only I could do the work that I love to do without the politics or without feeling like that I don't belong or without being asked to curb who I am authentically into who they need me to be, 
And those days hopefully are over, but certainly at Cheryl Overton Communications, they don't exist. We get to be ourselves. So you get some of the benefits, and this is for whomever, in working with the with partnering with other agencies, you get some of the benefits that you would have as part of a larger organization, but you don't have to deal with all the, um, you still call your own shots, as you say, right? I mean, you, you have increased capabilities. I mean, what are the benefits that you get? Different capabilities, being able to pitch larger clients. I mean, what are you, what have you all been able to do that you would not have been able to do on your own by partnering with other agencies? Can I take this one? Sure. <laughs> Just raise your hand nicely. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that what's what's been fun is we get a brief in and we think about who are the best people to answer the brief, no matter where they are. It's not just the person that has the title of the organization you work for, which might not be the best in class of what they do, but it checked a box. Now you can actually go out and bring the best people of what they do to bear for a client. Um, we've won competitive pitches this way. We've assembled pitches for major Fortune 200 companies. Alyssa and I are pitching tomorrow um, a, a cool travel brand. Um, and when the brief came in, I knew this would be perfect if she wanted to work with me on it to partner in together. And that's what you're able to do. There's the flexibility. There's the ability to bring in people who are amazing at what they do. We go in, we collaborate, we do great work. We share the revenue if we win. And it's fun in the process. And I think I can't speak for, for Cheryl and Alyssa, but I'm learning more every day by partnering with people who look at things very differently than I do and have very different skill sets. And then we go in and the pitch is it's probably better than it would have been otherwise. Like it is a very strong team and the clients see it. And Alyssa, when you when you left and started your own firm a year ago, and you had a you know some of that trepidation and the natural fear, um, did you see yourself as going off on your own? Did you see opportunity to work with other independents, and was that a motivating factor, um, or did this sort of grow with the you know as you as you moved along? So when I started a GN, I named it not after myself for a reason. And the reason was I wanted other people to work at a GN and not feel like it was just mine. And I wanted to be able to partner with people. Um, so I definitely had a vision to partner. When I launched, I had a strategy before launch. Um, it was like three by three. It was launch with three clients, have three strategic partners that we could feed business back and forth with, and have three, at the time, freelancers lined up so that if I got work quickly, I could service the work quickly and well. So when I launched, I did this three by three plan pre-launch so that I could start uh, being able to actually offer work um, with something behind me. So that's how I started. So I always knew from the beginning that strategic alliances would be necessary. Jen. Reese was one of my first phone calls. I also called other friends who have independent shops that I admired um, to say, if you're ever doing this kind of work, let me know, I can help you. And let me know what you do. And then I made a huge spreadsheet in my office at home where I basically listed out all the talent I talked to, what they do, all the strategic partners that all, you know, other independent 
friendlies and what they specialize in so that when I got a call four months later, I could kind of remember who did what and bring people in appropriately. Um, so I, I knew that from the start. And then now, you know, when I think about my business, if you think about a pie chart, I've basically got one third B2B, which is me working with other, I'll call them big and mid-sized agencies to do work that they can't manage on a given day. Um, pitching big things, helping with consumer brands, um, doing strategic and creative work that they just can't get to, but they want to keep the client. So that's one third. Um, one third I'm calling B2P, which is business to partnership. And that's the work we do together, you know, with Cheryl, with Jen, with our others, where we co-pitch things, we co-lead uh, things together for clients that need a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and specific expertise that we can, you know, select from. And then I've got a third of my work is, you know, D to C, like direct to client, where I have my own clients, my own business, you know, my own uh, work. So that's how my business is kind of built in terms of where I'm getting the work. So partnerships, alliances, it's important for my business, but it also is important when a client has a need that we can kind of figure out what would be best for them together. So these partnerships and alliances, and this is for whomever wants to speak, are they, are they formal? Are they, you know, phone call decisions? How do you get paid? Is there a, you know, clearinghouse? I mean, how do they actually work? What is the model? Anybody? <laughs> Hello? Well, I'm, I'm happy to take it, Jen. <laughs> okay. You go first, then I'll jump in. I would call it a, a customized model. Okay. So the way we've kind of been working is that we have these um, kind of handshake agreements with folks and they're kind of your go-tos. And then when an engagement arises, you set the terms of the engagement at the time that are specific to that engagement. And every engagement in, in, in my experience has been a little bit different. I had one engagement uh, with a partner agency where um, we wanted to come together and pitch and then we were gonna share the business if we got it. But the way that we were gonna share it, we always said was gonna be client driven. Like we're not gonna say it's gonna be 50-50 if that's actually not what the client needs. So we agreed, here's what we contribute on the pitch. And then what we're going to do is we're going to share it a certain way on the back end, but we're going to make sure that it's client driven first. So that was one agreement. Another agreement, you know, somebody just, um, you know, wanted to uh, share the revenue on the back end um, and, and pitch it together. Another was, you know, we need you to pay to pitch it, um, but then I don't want to share the revenue with you. So then maybe that's not an opportunity to offer, you know, an interagency discount. Um, so there are different ways to do it. I do think, um, you know, we've got good momentum and we've got a lot going for us. We can make decisions about what we want to go for, all three of us. We can make decisions about who we want to bring in. And um, it's very empowering to do the work you want to do the way you want to do it with the right partners. And then it feels really good to get those clients because you feel really good about what you're offering and the team you've got once it's all lined up. So we take care of it on the back end. Um, I would consider it no drama, but but pretty customized per engagement. And that, and that, mm -hmm. please go on. And that's what makes it, I think, 
successful is the fact that it is extremely, extremely customized and agile, as Alyssa said. I mean, we do have some relationships that are more fixed because just based on the client need, but that's one type of relationship. I mean, I think, I mean, Diana, you came to our, our launch like two years ago and we were all allowed to still be in person. I mean, we went from, I think 60 partners, I mean, sorry, six partners. Wow, 60, that's ambitious. <laughs> we, we went from six partners to now we have 50 around the world. And, and now, I mean, some of those are extremely opportunistic as Alyssa said, but some of those are also set. So what makes it, I think, just successful and, and just, you know, I think where the industry is going is every one of them is different and you have to have the ability to flex. And that's what makes it fun is that you can actually just figure out who do you want to pitch with? Who do you, who do you think is best in class of what they do to go after X client? And then once X client brings you on, they also become a core part of the business. And so then it just becomes part of the, of the bigger team. And so I'd say right now there's a mix of fixed as well as opportunistic, but no two models are the same, which is actually, I think, great because that's how we all continue to learn from each other. And you all can participate in different models, right? I mean, you could be okay. in one network and with another network and right. overlap. I, I would, yeah, I, I was going to say, I think one thread that you're hearing th through these answers, and, and I agree with both of the ladies, is we're getting to flex a creative muscle in, in the business side or on the operation side, you know, and I think that's that's kind of exciting. I think when you grow up in the global matrix organizations, you absolutely have an opportunity to lead as, as a client relationship person, as a creative, as a strategist, as somebody who cares and feeds, you know, for a brand narrative. But some of the business operations and, and the PL management, some of that you might get buffered from. You know, there, there are people who do that, which is which is great. Every, you know, everybody should do their expertise. So I think under under entrepreneurship and under a shared network model, you have an opportunity uh, to do that, but it doesn't have to follow the traditional roads, you know, so you you can be creative with it. You can come up with this. And if the buck stops with you uh, because it's your name, you know, on the door or, or be behind the network, you're able to sort of make some decisions that maybe you wouldn't be able to um, in, in another organization. So to me, that's also been a very exciting learning opportunity as well um, to do that. So I, I've really enjoyed, I've enjoyed that experience of uh, you, you can, you can flow, you don't have to do it the same way, but that doesn't mean, and I, I do want to say this from my perspective, that doesn't mean that there isn't rigor, there isn't discipline and the financial stewardship and that there isn't a proven process. Like we want to make sure that if we're, these are for-profit entities, if we want to make sure that these are um, whole, everybody walks away feeling whole, everybody is um, getting compensated appropriately to their contribution. And we all have success stories coming out of it in terms of the work but also in terms of the, the performance. That's fabulous. And the success, do you think that all of you obviously are, are very talented and we're very experienced and we're well-equipped to go off on your own, but do you think the ability to have these partnerships have fueled your success or at least the speed of your success as independents? Yes. On my end, yes. I know we're all nodding our heads and listeners on the podcast can't see that, but Absolutely. I mean, I, I, you know, I have looked at where I'm getting my business and definitely at least a third of it is from, you know, B2P. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's a, that's a hard yes. Um, and, and I think Cheryl's right. We are PR people and we are business people. And we're lucky enough that we got to a place where we learned both. And now we're applying it in creative ways. 
Sorry. Do you see do you see an influx of more people in similar situations? Do you see an influx of the number of um, partners wanting to get in on the model, doing the same thing? Yeah, I, I know a lot of people. Um, so many, so many people have made that decision to to try this a different way, for for whatever reason, especially over the past you know year and a half, two years. So. I do see that, but I also am finding that people are enjoying the opportunity to collaborate, maintain their independence, but collaborate. So it's sort of like separate together, if you will. I, I, I could come up with a better moniker than that, but yes, because I think that it just it just gives you a stronger presence when you walk into a room that you you are independent. And there are some clients that I'm working with, and and I'm fortunate I'm, I'm working with fortune 100 i'm working with small companies as well you can have that diversity on the roster but they like the idea like that you've got a ready-made network to go to it could be scalable very quickly so you're providing them it's it's not the same as working with one of the traditional agencies but they don't have to feel like oh it'll take some time or oh the learning curve is going to be too greater oh they, they don't know no we can walk in and have it and i think that it's just an extra added um, level of collaboration. Um, it makes us walk into a room in a competitive way. And frankly, you're working with, as uh, Jen and Alyssa said, you're working with folks you like. So that's cool too. You know, we, we're all able to sort of put one another on and share those opportunities. And to me, that's a big part of it. Um, being experienced in this business, the great news is we're in a position to be able to do this because we've got great networks or we've, we've built up great reputations or we know We've got clients from over the years who, who will want to do work with us. The nice thing is to introduce them to other talent that they might not have been exposed to before. To me, I always feel really good when I can do that as well. Excellent. And you mentioned clients, which of course is a, is a big uh, piece of this, <laughs> serving clients. This also, I imagine, this was these um, sort of networking of, of smaller, smaller um, agencies also must respond to something clients are looking for, right? I mean, is there so, they must be getting something from you that they're not getting from either a big agency or a holding company. Um, what, are you, what are you seeing and hearing in terms of that? I, I would say it's the model though, I don't think is for everyone. I think that, you know, sometimes we have to explain the model, you know, that it's independence working together to bring the best solution to bear for a client. Some get that and some don't, and that's okay. I mean, I think, you know, one of the things I was going to say before is we all can be a part of multiple networks. We can be networks within networks within networks, and then the work's just even better. Like, you don't have to be confined to one because I think that doesn't make sense either because then we're going back to what we were coming from anyway. But I think that, you know, I've been in situations where we've had to explain the model to folks and they don't get it. And, you know, I was on a call the other day with Pat Peterson, who I think you met, who runs by the network, and we were talking about that sometimes the model of being a network of agencies is not for everyone because they want that they want the, the big name on the door that they're going to feel like it's all one agency and that's fine but i think where the industry's going is this acceptance of new ways of working because the work is just better i can say that we actually serve as an extension of the client's team more than we ever did when I was at the big shop and we're able to be very agile, get, get on the phone, get there as much as that we need to do. And the, the work is just better. And there's an intimacy that I think wasn't there before when I was at the bigger shop. And how one other thing that clients, oh, I think one other thing that clients get that is unique. I'm not saying it's um, the only thing that they get from what we're doing and what we're offering, but one thing they get is high level, high stakes 
PR work for big projects because that is not so easy for big agencies to handle. They're not built for that. We're a little bit more agile and built for that. And by the way, projects could be six month projects. They could be one year projects. They could be two year projects. They could be three months. But a lot of big companies have high stakes launches that they need to do, but they're in and they're out. And I'm not saying that's every project, but typically when we get those projects, we can perform at a high level on a project basis and, um, you know, and kind of with an agile model that gives a big client what they need for a big project. And we might be able to take something for $40,000 or $60,000, you know, for three months that requires all hands on deck and senior hands on deck to get a company through something. Um, that's, I think that is easier for us to do than a big agency. Um, we can operate that way, um, I would say quite nicely. Excellent. All right, ladies. Well, I appreciate your input on all this and the, the success that you're having doing it. I'm sure you'll see your agencies and your, your networks grow from here on in. Thank you, Diana. Appreciate it. So good luck and appreciate you being with us. Thank you. Thanks, Bye. been listening to the Provoke podcast brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialists marketeers. Support for this podcast comes from Notified, the integrated, intelligent and easy to use PR software. Get a free demo today at notified.com.